What it is, what is up, what is good gamers? This is Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. Uh purple bling bling, y'all. That's my cue, y'all. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 185 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, bro? Hey, as usual, not much. Just uh, happy to be here uh, talking about, you know, this hobby that we all love, gaming. So, as usual, thank you so much. For, for being here with us and joining us on on this on this journey uh to 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 gaming nirvana <laughs> that's a lot i know it's a lot it's a lot man, that, was, that, that was good that was good though i that put a lot good. on no, i put a lot yeah on. that was good man. good effort that was that's good a, that's a lot a lot of uh a lot, a lot of uh sauce on that sauce well thank you sir <laughs> and that other voice you heard belongs to trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the food max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar? What up, man? Not much. Uh, I, sh- I should be all sad, but uh, I'm a I'm an experienced baseball fan. My team uh, got knocked out of the baseball playoffs yesterday, but I'm I'm all good. I'm but all good. You should be happy though, because you, you know, even though they were knocked out, you helped me maximize my gaming dollar. You know, because uh, Game uh, GameStop uh, got uh, was having a clearance, and so of course Joe, being the video game pusher that he is, you know, was all like, "Hey, hey, hey, you want these games? Hey, hey, hey!" And I'm like, "What?" And so he's like sending me pictures of games and sending me lists, and I'm like, "Uh, I mean, sure." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to another one. Hey, you want this one too?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh yeah, sure." So <laughs> video game pusher over here. Didn't we talk about this last episode? I thought we did. No, nope. we didn't. Are we, we did? We did. Is this gaming not. peer pressure? This was gaming peer pressure. I am just communicating information, sir. One oh one. You know, straight up, straight up came in with the. With you the, should, with you the, should with have stifled me, Mister. I should have stifled you, please. Yeah, you should have just stifled me. You should have stifled said... you. If I'd have stifled you, you'd have been all sad and morose because <laughs> your because your team got got blown out, and then you. This was like last week, man. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it would just added on to it. I, I know, Joe. It's it's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. Like I'm very happy with 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 all of my purchases. With all of my purchases, I got I got a I got a grip of games. I got PS5 games. I got PS4 games. I got Switch games. It was great. It was good. He didn't even charge me a finder's fee, you know, so I was very happy. So I All I, right, uh, uh, a quick rundown. You're out of what you got, maybe both of your top three. Oh, my top three? Um, probably uh, Relayer. Um, I got that. I'd say um, it's a strategy uh, RPG. Uh, it's a... It's a um, Turn-based strategy RPG. Uh, it's a it's a JRPG um, with like a lot of weird 
time travel elements with giant mechs and stuff. So I expect it to be convoluted as hell. But uh, if you watch the trailer for it, it looks it looks damn good. So so even though it's going to be super convoluted and crazy and and you have like, you know, uh, you got bitty girls, you know, flying around in like mechs and stuff. It's going to be it's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. So so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited um, for that one. Uh, the second one. And this is probably going to be my uh, a controversial pick is going to be Elix 2. Um, I have been wanting to play that game for a while, and uh, Joe was able to find it for me for a really good price. So actually, just side story: I've bought that from GameFly, but I wound up buying it twice. So <laughs> is it at GameStop. So you bought you bought my leavings because. In my stack of games in my game room, I forgot about it. I thought I traded in Elix too, and I didn't. So that's my 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 bad. Uh, you, yeah. you made out. So. I made I made out like a bandit. I was so happy. And then uh, the last one is probably Bladed Fury. I think that's going to be a fun game. I know that Kevin, you played it. Uh, you played it a while, for a while, and I know that you really enjoyed it. So yeah. I am. I need to I finish am, it. I'm looking forward to to playing it. I haven't played a really good side scroller you know, beat him up in a very long time. So I, I just know that that's probably going to be a, a, a damn good game. So so a lot of the games I got were, um, um, oh, and my last one, the last one I got, you know, was uh, Orochi Sambora. The, uh, was that the one? Is that how you pronounce it, Joe? No. Are you talking about uh, the... Uh, um... The, token uh, Rambo Warriors. Yeah, to- Token Rambo we, we Warriors. We talked about this last episode. I swear to God, we did about the uh, swordsman as as uh, embodied the the male waifus. Basically. Well, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that is I'm happy because maybe I'm talking about it again because I actually purchased them. See, I was in Fresno this past weekend for for a mutual friend's wedding, and so I was able to hang out with Joe and see them, and I actually got to see my. My yeah. my my ill-gotten gains. So maybe that's why yeah. I'm putting it up there. So if we yeah, did talk he, about it again, I am yeah, sorry. Yeah, we, we did talk about it. I don't that's think okay. we did. I don't think we did. But but if I we, think did, we did, I don't think we did. But I, I mentioned Token Rambo Warriors last last time because we were talking yeah. about those husbands no, embodied yeah. as swords. So. Anyway, so we're in our boyfriend this? dungeon, or is that like no no that's something that's something separate. That's oh, the boyfriend dungeon's kind of. They turn into mediocre. Mediocre. I'd rather take a uh, a muso over some sort of uh, other thing like that. Yeah, token ramp. Uh, yeah, the boyfriend dungeon is is more of a like romantic. You know, you're you're, you're they turn into weapons and you're like dating them and stuff like that. This one is just okay. a straight up muso muso. So, but but yeah, I, I was just very excited to see my box of games that I that I got from Joe. So so I think that's. That's the main reason I brought it up is, is, is I was very happy, you know, that Joe um, came through and I was able to get my uh, yeah, you, my, my box of games. You threw down 250, man, 250. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was very excited, you know. But, you know, you know, Joe was super excited, too. He was like, you know, get these games, buddy. I was like, all right, sir. All right, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll get these games. So. All right. Well, Trader Joe, your top three from your uh, bargain bin diving. Um, Sniper Elite Five, I picked up for forty-five with the season pass, so you know it's always a good deal. And it was kind of hard to find. I was trying to get that for Des, and I wasn't able to find it at any other locations. 
in the area at least so so definitely for sure and then what else uh, picked up monarch for ps5 which was an nis america game that kind of is similar in vain to persona it's by uh for Ryu, uh the developer from japan on there um you know i've heard like the end game's kind of crazy we have to like grind unnecessarily but I'm, I'm still there for it on there and uh what else did i pick up uh in my racks right now looking let's see kind of hard because they're all integrated into the racks already so <laughs> um skull the hero slayer oh man. yeah yeah i'd wanted to get that too but but i wasn't able to get it so uh, i know it's at a GameStop across town but you know i know you told me to slow my rules yeah so. man i was I, I i was i'm totally fine with with, with what i have now so it's it's, it's all good you know, yeah that's why i didn't bother to message you today mr uh, you're 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 hounding me you're hounding Wait, you didn't me. message me today you didn't message me today. What? You went again? You didn't message me? See how I went to go pick. I went to go pick up. I was telling Kevin I did pick up uh, another See Clarence game I missed was Wolfenstein, the complete collection, which See how has he is, folks. Wolfenstein, old blood, new blood, Wolfenstein two, and young blood, all the bloods. On all, the bl- all the bloods. All the bloods. <laughs> all the bloods. Blood sport. <laughs> all the bloods. <laughs> and then last but not least, I picked up a nice um, Sennheiser Epos uh, external sound card, a GSX-300 with all the sorts of surround sound and all the doodads and whatnot. But normally this thing costs, I think, 80 bucks. Picked it up uh, with a coupon and whatnot. I picked it up for like $2. It was wound up being like 12 bucks or 16 bucks after discounts on there. So I All the doodads uh, and the hoo-hahs. All the doodads and hoo-hahs, indeed. So um, I'm going to pair this up with a couple of headsets I have, like a Sennheiser headset, uh, you know, that normally comes with the inputs of the um, audio and the um, headphone jack separately on there and then be able to go and hook this up to my PC and experience the goodness of beautiful surround sound. So... Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. All righty. So, as always, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. All right, Des, you're on deck first, man. What you been playing? All righty. So, what have I been playing? Well, as always, playing that No Man's Sky. Uh, I know Joe's been playing it as well. We've been going through some... um, uh, growing pains or changing pains as they they did their update and and now they are not walking back uh, the the things that they did during the update they are basically just um just putting in new fixes like hot fixes for the uh well I don't I don't want to I mean some of them are are fixes but I think a lot of them is just kind of rebalancing I think this is just a little a balancing uh, thing that they're doing right now so and that balancing is just they they're they're adding more things to the game uh to to so they took some stuff out of the games that were that were given to people uh via uh uh via um uh modules and and you got a couple of perks by different uh updates and mods sorry different mods that you got in the game and so what they're doing is they took some of those updates or sorry those mods out um but at 
but they also added those intrinsically to to ships like so like if you had a maneuverability mod um that was now you know uh gone so what they did instead was they basically you know added added more maneuver maneuverability to certain ships so that way they could differentiate uh the the starcrafts or the ships a lot better um and so i think they they were going to be doing that uh from the beginning uh but people were just not ready for it uh because i, I think the change came a little too quickly and because they had a lot of this stuff like ready to go already so i i think they just put out this uh this uh uh change like this update this waypoint update and then basically what happened was they put the the update out and it was a little too uh soon because they had some other stuff that they needed to take care of um and when those things came out a lot of that quelled a lot of the a lot of the naysayers because they basically were like oh okay it's, it's not so bad now you know this is this is actually a, a pretty good uh changes that they've made and so um again it's just you know hello games is listening to people hello games is trying to uh put their best foot forward when making when making no man's sky and keeping it going so i think um out of all the game studios right now hello games is one of the ones that seems to be a little bit a lot more invested in their in their um their their player base and, and that's refreshing to see uh given some of the things that have happened in the past so uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely like super excited to play more and just to do more. I, I, it looks like they've added a couple more variations of ships. Uh, they're adding a couple more variations of different mods that you can get. Um, so yeah, it just seems like they're doing a doing a lot, and I'm 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 here for it. I'm excited. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's the one of the games I've been playing. Um, uh, another game that I've been playing, I, I went in, I went into and started to. Uh, I, I said last time that I that I had downloaded a couple of other games that I've been really trying to, um, kind of get out of uh, the 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 rot the rut that I was in with No Man's Sky. I mean, I hate to call it a rut because I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying the game, so I, I hate to call it a rut, but 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 it kind of is, you know, it's, again, it's one of those comfort food type games, but I, I started playing some other games. So I, I uploaded a whole bunch of games to my PS five. And uh, one of those games was the ascent. Um, and I know that we spoke about this before it is now on PS five. Well, it's been on PS five for a while, but the, um, the, the super to duper greatest um, version of it with the, uh, with all the bells and whistles, is out and so i was waiting to get that and so i finally that finally came in and then i started playing that game and it's just fantastic it is such a good game it is a top-down uh shooter uh with a really good uh story and a really good uh character um character uh, creation so how you change your character up, what's going on with your characters, and all the stuff that you can do with your characters is 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 fantastic. I'm really enjoying that game. A lot of people were saying that they wish that it was uh, 
Cyberpunk was more like this game. And I'm thinking that it couldn't have been because this game is like really far in the future. If anything, it's kind of like a like a it's not as grim dark as um Warhammer. It's more cyberpunky, but um I don't know. I, I really I've really enjoyed the um uh the whole aspect of it has been has been a lot of fun. And it's a four player game. And I'm really looking forward to or really hopeful that that we can all uh, play together. I know that John BT started playing it and hopefully uh, I can get Joe to play it again and uh, we can all play it together um, as a three player squad just running through, you know, murking people. So I think that'd be a lot of fun if we could do that. So so is this like the game of the year edition? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got everything in it. Um, it's it didn't have a, that on Game Pass? Um, I don't know. I think Joe could speak more to that. Uh, um, they don't, don't have the DLC available yeah. on Games Pass. It, I think it still is available on Games Pass, but this version is, uh, I mean, it basically you'd be able to go and buy it for, I think, uh, 40 bucks with the Steelbook on there. It's also available online as well with the DLC as well on there. I know the regular version without the DLC, is it was on sale for like 20 bucks, I believe, so... Yeah, but uh, but this one has like I mean, there's there's like a couple of uh cosmetics that you get with it as you know as well as some other as well as some other stuff. Um, I think there's a couple of new weapons that you can get um as well. So, um, but it's just it's just a really fun game. Like I, I just how it plays, the shooting is good on it. Just everything in the game is just is just really fun. So I'm happy to to go back to it. And you know, if we have a game night, you know, and I'm able to play, who uh, maybe we can play it or something because it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, the next game that I've played was They Always Run, which is a side-scrolling... Uh, side-scrolling... I want to say Metroidvania, though it's not really a Metroidvania. It's more of a, it's more of a hack and slash. Uh, you play as a three-armed bounty hunter in the future, and you it's straight up like those old-school beat-em-ups. And you can you have like your third arm and you can like when you whenever you use your third arm, it's like an instant kill uh, that. And then so that's why you, can, you, you can't use it very often. You have to you have to, you know, charge it up for it to be able to use. But there's like Batman style uh, dot um, uh, reactions or, or melee uh, uh, like parries and stuff where you can automatically kill people if you time it just right. Which is really kind of cool because if if you if you time it just right, you literally do this kind of like uh, you pull out one of your blades and you do this kind of finishing move, and they're all different, and you, that charges up your your third arm, and and it's cool because when he when uh, the, the the movement is very fluid in it, it's uh, it's 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 like a classic you know pixel art kind of style, but it's more stylized. And a lot nicer, and it's this—it's this sort of um, uh, cowboys in the future, sort of, because you're an outlaw. No, you're a you're a bounty hunter chasing outlaws, and and there's actual a, a skill tree that you can that that you can uh, up, upgrade. It's not a it's not a roguelite or anything like that. You basically go from planet to planet, um, picking up uh, bounties for um, for. You're, you, the, I'm still at the beginning of the game, but there's an actual overarching narrative of you're trying to find someone else. Uh, but but it's been really kind of uh, shrouded in mystery. So, 
but it's a fun game. There's there's light um, light ranged combat that you that you use because it's much more of a melee in your face kind of thing. Um, and then it's great because you have a you have like a scanner and you can scan for like hidden items. And if you, you when you kill certain people, you can scan the people. And if they're wanted, the uh, the the police will open up a portal and and and. Uh, beam them out of the area and and you get like money for it and stuff so it's just a really fun game and and the guy he he he, he the, the main guy i think his name is aiden or something he has this really like you know sorry, funny attitude and he talks to his computer for his ship and it's just a really fun little run and gun kind of kind of game side-scrolling game i think you'd actually like it kev um because it's not it's not a traditional uh metroidvania like you're not you're not backtracking or anything like that like you, you land on a planet it's like it's it's like a classic metroid you know but but again even in metroid there was a little bit of backtracking but in this one there's not at least not that i found it's like you land on the planet you run to the right and you um it's i guess strider would be a much more you know uh strider would be a lot closer to it and i think mm. kevin i was watching you play it. yeah no kevin uh, joe was watching me play but I mean, it reminded me a little bit of um, like a stylized Abe Odyssey side scroller. So, no, but but the, but it's not it's not comedic. Like it's it's a very it's not a it's not a, it's not a uh, comedic game, but it's kind of serious. But at the same time, it just looks really kind of like fresh and fun, and 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 there's a lot of. Um, jumping and and like grappling uh onto like stuff uh like gates and stuff as you're as you're climbing around and the cool thing about it is he uses his third arm in the animations when he's like when he's on ropes or swinging down stuff so so it's not just there for show like he literally uses his third arm for 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 uh for for traversal as he's moving throughout the levels, so it's just a really fun game uh, to play, and it's on sale right now for like fifteen bucks on PSN. So um, I think it's really worth your time, especially if you like uh, a game that you can just kind of run around with and and have a little bit of fun with. I I really I really enjoy it. So if you want to take a look at it or watch some uh, watch some uh, clips about it, it's really good. I, I always like it. I I I I really liked it. So. Okay. Uh, and the last game I played was a trial for Rollerdrome, which is um, uh, we we saw a little bit about it a couple months ago during one of the one of the video game you know fests where they're sorry one of the video game commercial fests, <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's the one where it's the it's the woman in the in the orange. Uh, jumpsuit with the helmet and she's got roller skates and guns and stuff and you basically it's like it's like tony hawk but with guns but i i was totally i did the 30 minute trial and i'll tell you the truth like i was i was i was blown away by it i really enjoyed it um there's a lot of button pressing and you kind of have to do a lot of different things with your thumb and your and your index and uh and forefingers and stuff but or your middle finger but it's it once you get into it and you get used to it and the lock-ons and everything it's not a bad game um i i really enjoyed what i played um i i i didn't play with anybody else i just played the normal levels 
And it looks like there's some kind of a, a, a story involved, but I'm not really sure if it's the main portion of it. But but some of the moves that you're doing is really fun and you can slow down time or this kind of like weird bullet time, you know, and and <laughs> so how you get how you get ammo is by doing tricks and and by dodging snipers and all this other stuff. And as you're doing like, you know, flips uh, while you're slowing down time and then moving out of the way of a bullet while you are targeting someone else to, to pull off the shots and the tricks is really kind of cool. And you don't you, you can't scrub in the games like you, you when you fall or if you miss a, or if you miss a, uh, a a ramp, you just roll and you keep going and you don't have to keep pressing forward. Once you initiate your going, you just go and you but I always just because I'm used to Tony Hawk, I'm always pressing forward because you, you can still direct where you're going, but you don't need to press forward. So you, you like if you just press the button, you just go straight. And it's just, it's it was a really fun experience. And I I've. I've went back and thought about it i'm thinking i might actually like pick this up and actually play it like it was it was pretty fun um i don't know the, the problem is i don't know its longevity because i don't know uh what else is like like what's the game hook you know i mean the hook is you're you're, you're doing like tony Hawk tricks and you're shooting people in the face and you're blowing up rockets as they're firing at you like i get that um and and you you get more ammo by doing tricks and you get more more health by by doing tricks and it's all based around that but like what else is there you know i, I got to level three oh sorry i got to the third ramp you know and I'm, I'm wondering like is this one of those games that's just gonna you know they're gonna add more stuff to it as you continue to play because if this is it i think i'm worried that i would get bored with it too quickly so if any of you out there have played roller dome a roller drone. Sorry. Uh, let us know um, on our Discord or, or tweet us or something because I'm really interested to know, um, like, what else is there to the game? Because like it's on sale right now for like thirty percent off. It's usually thirty bucks, and so now it's like nineteen something. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. So I'm thinking about you know maybe picking it up, but you know i will just try it out yourself there's a 40 minute free trial on psn right now so uh it's only 30 minutes 30 minutes okay yeah it's 30 minutes that's why i was weird because i was like i started it and then you like it'll it, like you spend like five minutes doing doing the tutorial to learn how to do it and then you're just kind of like dumped into it so but i was very surprised at how how far i was able to get in the 30 minutes that i played and that's what makes me think like if this if i got this far in 30 minutes what's the rest of the meat of the game so so while I had fun with it, I'm I'm not sure if it's, you know, uh, I gotta buy it right now type of game, or or can I wait? So and 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 it's feeling to me like I can wait because I think that this is gonna drop in price. So, but but that's all I've been playing. So uh, Joe, uh, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, even though I had a week off, even though last episode I said I'm gonna play a bunch of games, I wound up like playing like. No Man's Sky and No Man's Sky only on there. I've been wow. kind of on the quest to kind of finish the planet I'm on. I have a like a particular quest where I have to find like 18 flora, like uh, eight animals, and uh, 
also like i think was it like 15 minerals i believe so it's like a lot of scanning whatnot desmond actually helped me a little bit because uh, there was a couple of items i was kind of ignoring because i thought oh this, these are the same items on each plant there's like these pl plants that give you oxygen and also a um boost uh, to your boosters yeah, on there the, and the regular I, stuff that's on every planet <laughs> yeah on there and i didn't think of scanning because i figured oh it's just like everything else once i discover on one planet it's the same thing but no no they a curveball <laughs> and he was like that, but... he was like damn it ah! <laughs> I, like, well, I figured if i was scanning that stuff i wouldn't have been able to get all 18 i'm just trying to get this quest done so yeah he has like yeah. one more thing to get and he just hasn't got it yet so he's i like... just want to get off this planet but in the same way it's like every t everywhere i fly there's an additional place to go and new discoveries on the map and it seems like because i was uploading uh my discoveries onto the website as far as no man's sky there is a particular thing if you go into the um menu and upload it so everyone knows that you uh found it that it's actually giving me some bonus nanites yep on there so and um i think it's helping me open some slots i think with the latest update which we watched a video for last night, Des. Mm -hmm. I was saying that by uploading um, information onto the website, uh, as far as discoveries, that it, it will open up additional slots. And so I noticed that I have a lot more slots to do on my uh, exosuit. So on there, but still enjoying it quite a bit. I mean, it's my game. I throw on a baseball game or, you know, put on a baseball game on the radio feed and i'll just listen to the baseball game and play no man's sky so it's kind of like my really loudly too oh get over that <laughs> i come into his house and it's like it's like like the super loud baseball game super loud you know video game and i'm like are you are, are do i need to like like help you Joe? I, mean, like... I, I live alone i like if i get up and i want to hear the baseball game while i'm like you know Dropping a deuce, washing some dishes, you wow. know, making some food. <laughs> I don't have to go and turn it up. I don't have to bring the speaker along with me. I could hear it all throughout the house because I'm not disrupting anyone or anything. And yeah. one of my dogs is deaf. My other dog doesn't give a shit, give a flying rat's ass. So or yeah. if he does, he has no way to communicate that to me. So, yeah, you know. this is true. But, you know, I, I did turn it down once Desmond walked in. In fact, I turned it down when Desmond walked in. It was like in the ninth inning, like with like only like one out to go before the uh, Atlanta Braves got eliminated. So, you know, it was very easy to turn the game off and and not hurt the sh you know, with the shrill broadcast of the uh, baseball game. Don't want to affect your ears there, sir. So. Mm. Yeah. No, No Man's Sky has been my jam. I did actually come to think of it, and I know, Kev, you were asking me about it. I did boot up and played, like, I literally, like, 15 minutes of EDF, Earth Defense Force World Brothers, which is the voxel-stylized uh, um, version of Earth Defense Force on there. And this was another um, developed game from Ukes, the same developer that worked on edf iron rain which we kind of poo-pooed when it first came out on there and uh, what i played so far i'm just in the tutorial from what i played they introduce you as a ranger and then um show the wing diver 
on there. And what's kind of interesting with this version of EDF is that you switch classes on the fly with a button. So I'm assuming that you'll pick up the other two classes and then continuing tutorial portions on there. But I thought it was interesting that you're able to, you know, be able to go ahead and switch classes on the fly d during the mission. So I'm kind of eager to see how they pull this off. I almost in a way would like to see that uh, capability added to the actual EDF mainline franchise just as an option just in case because would it w in your opinion guys would it be fun to switch character classes on the fly in EDF like in an actual EDF proper game no I think yeah I think I, I have to agree with Dez I, I don't think so because a big part of e of mainline EDF is picking up those uh, weapon boxes yeah 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 and uh, I mean, they're not always class specific. No, they're not. But I mean, it, to me, that's like it's like, oh man, I gotta get that next green box. Where's the next green box? Because I usually play as I can't forget what the heavy class is called, and I also like playing as the foot soldier. Yeah, the the ranger, and then I think what I think the. Um... Is it the specialist? I'm trying to think of the No, answer. the specialist is the one that brings the big the big robots yeah. and all the extra stuff. But but no, but I understand, Kevin, and I feel the same way. It's one of those things where where it's like I'm <laughs> I, I you gotta form like a good team, you know, or, mm. or, or at least have like some kind of cohesion and then like being able to switch on the fly just kind of takes away the fact that that people like choose specialties for a specific reason. So I just don't think I personally don't think it would be fun to do that. Like I just no, I'd rather just, you know, pick my person, get good at it and then do my thing. Yeah. My, my reluctance is like I always play the Ranger in EDF and I never deviate from playing that one class. And so this might actually, you know, get me into checking out some of the other character classes and might help actually help bring over, uh, with the other game, with the mainline games on there, so I think play the, the other, play the other class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not playing EDF necessarily. You know, it's enough of the time sink in itself. But yeah, I, I guess I'll go and play the other classes if need be. Yeah. But this might be a good introduction to the other classes, though. So I think the uh, other character class you were mentioning, Kevin, was the fencer, right? Yeah, fencer. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. Me either. I had to look it up. So, so, but yeah, that's pretty much me for this past week. Um, you know, I've kind of been brainstorming some things. I know we have our um, whole rolling credits section on the website, but I was thinking of maybe doing something like a backlog busters kind of situation where I basically start picking games and seeing if you guys out in the community want to play along at the same time I play, just in case it happens to be in your backlog as well. Maybe me and Des can coordinate, me and you, Kev, can coordinate as well, and maybe tackle some backlog games together as a group. Yeah, so, that can be fun. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so definitely let us know, let me know. I mean, i got plenty of backlog games to get to. I should not be out there buying any sort of sixty-nine ninety-nine full-price game at all. Nope. No, I should, should be... Looking through my racks and just, uh, you know, picking what I'm going to pick up to play. And, you know, we'll see if I can learn, you know, like KRS once said, you must learn. I hope I learn. So, but me too. <laughs> me too. But, yeah, what you been playing? 
Uh, well, for me, uh, I think my quest to kill chaos has ended. Not uh, feeling it? Yeah, I'm not feeling Stranger in Paradise. I really wanted to like this game. So it boils down to a couple of things. Number one, I think this was trying to be a Souls-like, but it and I and I don't know. I I haven't played enough Souls like games to maybe that's part of the genre. But the thing that really irks the hell out of me, I'm a beat 'em up snob. So maybe this this won't bother most people, but nothing bothers me more than whooping up on like they have this one enemy that's called the the Goblin, which is like it, this thing is knee high to a duck, right? And I'm busting this thing upside the head with a two-handed greatsword. And this thing is is not phased. It's still attacking me. It's got very bizarre attack patterns that are fairly difficult to read. And it's it's not killing me, but I'm taking more damage than I feel I ought to be considering... This thing is knee-high to a duck, and I'm basically busting it upside the head with the equivalent of uh, Guts' sword. And it just does not make any visual sense in my head. Now, granted, it's this, the uh, combat is based around... Uh, what do they call I forget what they call it. I think they call it uh, posture. They might call it posture. They might have another name for it. But when you build that meter up as the health of your enemies goes down, it puts them into a stunned state, which allows you to do additional damage. I get all that, but no. If I'm busting something upside the head, particularly if it doesn't even come up to my kneecaps with a two-handed sword, I should not be, it, it should not, act like the attacks that are that that it's that are being dealt have no effect i could not get ready for that and the whole uh, a big part of the combat is based around uh, a parry button and so was wulong but unlike unlike wulong which they actually did the work and got the hurt boxes and hit boxes correct Stranger in Paradise, it was almost like that was that was secondary. Because I can tell you, I got all the way up to the first boss in the main story. And it took me an hour and a half to beat this guy. Not because I couldn't figure out his attack pattern. But because it seemed that for his unblockables, which you can parry and you almost have to parry because a lot of them are area of effect... When I went to parry them, it seemed like the timing of his attacks was a little bit off or a little bit different from the last time I parried correctly. And that just irked the hell out of me. I, I eventually beat him, but I just really felt that the combat was off. The Another thing I, that was uh, uh, that I didn't like and I know I'm speaking a lot about a game that I, I've put on the shelf, but it's I really wanted to like this game. That's why it just irks me. So it's got systems on top of systems on top of systems on top of systems that are 110% unnecessary. Like just switching your weapon 
means you have to change your job class. And when you change your job class, that also means that to get the most out of that weapon you have switched to, particularly since loot flows like water in this game, you, you practically get loot just by taking steps almost. Yep. as what it seems like. Oh, my. You have to switch out your whole gear in order to... And, and First, you got to change your class so you can use it. Then you have to change your gear because your the certain gear is oriented towards certain job types. Like uh, there's a, a mage type, and if you want to use your magic spells, you have to have a gear set that is conducive to that. And now, now in in the on paper, it makes sense. In the scope of maybe a traditional RPG, maybe a turn-based RPG, or even an action uh, RPG, I go back to Final Fantasy VII Remake, a lot of those things are implemented in uh, FF7R, and it's it just works. In Strangers of Paradise, because at the core of the game it's a beat-em-up, it makes no sense. It pulls you out of the action. And you have to change your job class and change your gear just to get through an environmental puzzle. Like there is this one part where I had to put out this this flame that was caused by this magic magic barrier. So I have to... Now, even though I had a mage in my party, I actually outfitted one of the two, one of the two other dudes the NPCs that are in your crew as a mage. He couldn't do it. I had to I had to stop what I was doing, pick up a freaking mage weapon, put on the mage gear, change my job class, do all this nonsense, this this menu juggling, solve the environmental puzzle, and then I could go back and do the class that I wanted to do. Which I'm sorry that it's it it's just it just takes me out. Now I understand that when you you look at um, say high level gameplay of this game in action, what it wants you to do is it wants you to switch. It wants you to switch classes on the fly because you can do that, and you can do say like. Uh, uh, attack animation cancel switch into a different class put in another put in some more combos then switch to a different class do some more combos i don't want to do all that in a beat em up it it, it 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 i i don't i want to focus i want to have a focused weapons tree and focus on building that up and in this game, it doesn't want you to play that way. And it seems that it might even penalize you for finding a class you like and sticking to it. It's just it 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 just it just the the combat just wasn't rocking. I like the characters. I like the the fact that you know Zach or Jack, whatever his the, the main character's name is, he's just like he reminds me of like a a worse written single focus Kratos you know I, I'm here to kill chaos if you're not here to if, 
if we're not here to kill chaos and f what you talking about i'm i'm out here to kill chaos you know i i dig that there's a a campiness and an over the topness that that kind of reminds me of uh uh something like a god hand or a, a no more hero series that i really that really vibes with me so i like characters like that it's just so they're very over the top very uh uh japanese in uh in a very fun sort yeah. of way i love that but it's unfortunately stranger in paradise is just wrapped in a poorly executed systems overloaded beat em up and i just i just couldn't rock with it so I put that down. Been playing Valkyrie Elysium. Really like that game. I'm on the fifth chapter. I can't remember how many chapters there are. I think there's something like 14 or 15. I'm not 100% sure. But Valkyrie Elysium also uh, has a, has a similar situation as Stranger in Paradise where some of the more rugged enemies don't react to some of your attacks, but it actually makes sense when Valkyrie is attacking a, and I don't remember the names of some of these, uh, some of these other enemies, but it's basically a giant uh, goat headed, whatever with a giant mace, who's maybe eight times larger than Valkyrie. It makes sense that your, some of your attacks don't have don't have an effect on it you know i i get that particularly when this thing is holding a big old iron shield in front of itself yeah i understand why my attacks uh, aren't hindering its movements as much but enemies that are the size of valkyrie or even a little bit bigger once you build up her skill tree her passive skills her active skills the uh, abilities of the on that you pick up you're you're mowing through those uh, the minions, and you're able to focus the strong stuff at the mid level bosses and the end level bosses the way it should be. The only misstep that Valkyrie Elysium has it has a not so good camera, and if yeah, you're, you're I've fight, heard that too. Yeah, when you're fighting a end level boss. And Lord help you if you get backed into a corner because the camera starts going into all kinds of weird perspectives. And uh, un un unless the, uh, the, the, the gaming lords bless you <laughs> with jumping in the right direction or dodging in the right direction when you can't even see where you're going, uh, only then does the perspectives uh, correct itself and get back to normal. The also something that's a little bit off. Some of the larger enemies have weak points that Valkyrie can uh, target, but in the course of fast and furious combat, those uh, weak point targeting gets lost in the shuffle, and it, it it's not a big 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 issue. The 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 camera, the main camera issue, is a much bigger problem. But it, it can be a little bit difficult or, or a little bit irritating when you're about to land the finishing blow on a, uh, a dragon's weak point, which is its tail, 
and it does a dodge. And even though you're target locked on it, you're and Valkyrie can mid combo change her direction, but just because you've targeted the weak point, oh, it it, it gets away from me. Or, or oh, oh, you just missed that shot, and you get tail whipped and knocked knocked akimbo. Uh, which yeah, that does get a little ir- irritating over time. But overall, it's got a great story. It I'm playing it in with English voiceovers because I played the first two with English voiceovers. I think the voice acting in the first two were a little bit better, but. The voice acting in Elysium isn't bad. Uh, maybe it just has to. I think it just has to grow on you a little bit. The 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 first two uh, Valkyrie games had much better English voiceovers, but it, it's still good, and I'm having a lot of fun with that game. And I also picked up the PS5 version of No More Heroes Three, and. While graphically it is an it is an uptake, it is a, is a step up from the Switch version. The thing that makes this game so much more enjoyable to play on a system with with uh, tougher uh, performance specs is the slowdown just does not exist in this game at all on the PS5 version, and <laughs> it does on the Switch. And it's not like you get all that many enemies thrown at you at once. You, I mean, I think to the point that I finished playing on the Switch, I maybe had five or six enemies on the, on the same screen at once. But when your combos get, and get hot and heavy and you start jumping into your, your mech modes and sending out lasers and, and your your uh, fatality attacks with your beam katana, the switch just chugs. It just starts chugging and chugging and chugging. That doesn't exist on the PS5 version. So you have a slight graphical uh, uh, increase and a silky smooth 60 frames per second. It's a, that's a done deal in my, in my view. I, I stopped playing the switch version when I found out that uh, uh, more Heroes 3 was coming out to current gen consoles, so I just stopped and I started from the beginning fresh uh, on the PS5 and I'm having a blast with it. But since, you know, all I've got in hand, it will. And really fun. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's <laughs> nothing about this game makes any degree of sense. Uh, Travis uh, Travis Touchdown is like a an over the top anti hero in a world. His his mere existence makes no sense. The story that he's in makes no sense. Uh, it, it, but it, it's it's just just madness it's just 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 crazy crazy mad fun so i highly recommend no man here uh no more heroes three uh i've enjoyed the first two although i did not finish the first two i played through them uh i have those on i have those two on pc i i really do need to play through those and finish them but uh i'm having a blast with uh, no more heroes three um and that has been I'm grateful you didn't buy the um, 
PC version because people were complaining like they're getting all bent out of shape. Uh, they discovered that the PC version was the Switch version, just upgrades, <laughs> basically. So, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, you see, and, and, and okay, okay, slight slight rant, slight rant. So you mean to tell me that folks go out and they put and they put together these fancy gaming rigs, three hundred dollar CPU, eighteen hundred dollar GPU. Three four hundred dollars worth of RAM, you know, sixteen gigs, you know, twenty gigs, thirty gigs worth of RAM, whatever it is. And you mean to tell me that with that kind of hardware, you're stuck with the port from the switch with the same problems? Yeah. Is, is that is that is that what we're is that is that the state of piece of of some of these PC gaming ports that? Um, it's Xseed that really just dropped the ball. There was complaints about both No More Heroes 1 and 2 on PC that they never addressed. They came back and basically stated that they're working on updating the Steam version of No More Heroes 3 and actually going back in and, and correcting some of the flaws with 1 and 2. So um, they're going to try to take care of everything in-house. But yeah, basically the PS5 and Xbox series x versions of the game are more technically advanced than the steam versions right now so or a steam version yeah. mm-hmm. on there so they basically took the switch code um threw it on the pc and left it at that so that's ridiculous and, and you know that that's probably why i'll always be console for life because i granted it's 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 the quality of the port that is the issue not the hardware of the PC, but damn it, man, it, when you, it, it shouldn't matter. It should not matter when you have put this, that type of money into a rig to play games and you're stuck because a publisher or developer decide to, to cheapskate on the port. This stuff, it seems to me in my mind, it, your rig should just be able to brute force all that stuff and just yeah. make it 120 frames per second and it, up up res it to 4K or whatever if yeah. you're running that kind of hardware. Yeah, but the problem is, is that there were some visual changes with the PlayStation 5 and uh, Xbox Series versions that weren't included in the PC port. So, mm. And, and I, I think it's problem. just, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, I know that the PC market in Japan is not that important versus switch and you know ps5 and xbox series and you know it's just a, just a point that maybe because of the that fact and another thing to keep in mind too this is all exceed marvelous basically doing this uh grasshopper kind of went and left that project after they were done they're working on other stuff so this is not from grass pro- grasshopper proper this is from just the publisher of the game you know doing the ports and bringing them out for other platforms so yeah but that shouldn't be an issue it should it shouldn't be an issue i don't know it it, it it's in my mind in my mind if i'm if i'm rocking a twenty six hundred dollar rig i should be able to run everything at the highest levels with the highest frame rate this stuff shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. It's one thing if you're if you're on a 
760 or a low a low end low spec PC uh okay I get it then then issues like the quality of the PC port should come into play but just in my mind just in my mind the fact that I had that I that if if I was going to do PC gaming right we're talking 4090 we're talking i7 i8 or maybe an i9 uh whatever you know 20 30 gigs of of, of high speed ram if i was going to do this 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 crap correctly ssd's out the wazoo and why would i why would i have these kinds of problems and it's not just exceed it seems to happen all the time with PC ports. And you got to wait until the, the modding community fixes it, or you wait until the developer decides to get, get their thumbs out of their butts and, and, and address this. It, it uh, you know, God bless y'all PC gamers. I mean, you know, hey, mad respect for you. I, I'm... Stuff like this would just irritate the heck out of me to the point where I don't even think I could. It would just it would just irk the hell out of me. So, you know, I I will I will be happy with my four or five or six hundred dollar boxes over the <laughs> over the years. I'm I, I think I'm done with the with the PC stuff. I'm gonna keep my little rig to play my old PS3 and Xbox 360 games. And uh, my free to play beat 'em ups, and just be happy with that. But I don't know that that would just that just irks the hell out of me when I hear about that. But other than that, that's that's what I have been playing. So uh, we're going with that. We're going to move on to. Oh, did was there some more stuff you were going to say, Joe? I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. No, no, no. I interrupted you. No, go for it. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Des, you got the mic, bro. All right, everybody. So for this uh, week's main event, we asked the question, um, what are your thoughts on video game reviews? Do you use them when deciding on which video games to buy or skip? If you do use them, who are your trusted re reviewers? Uh, let us know your thoughts, and we'll discuss them on our next show. So this actually had a really good uh, back and forth uh, discussion on an board. So if you if you if you want to be part of these conversations, uh, please join our Discord. And at the end of the show, Kevin will tell you how you could do that. So uh, one of our members, Crucial Chase, says. Um, I know people are all fuck the man when it comes to game reviews, but it's necessary. I'd rather have someone who is paid to be to be a professional, be a professional review games uh, or a friend. What I hate is user reviews. Professionals don't review bombs, review bomb on Metacritic or uh, Steam reviews, even though Steam has cracked down on it. People will either review to keep to the echo chamber or review bomb because they don't agree with the devs po uh, poli uh, politics or something, none of which have nothing uh, to do with the game, if whether a game is good or fun. I used to like Game Informer, but one I really, one I liked, uh, but one I liked to have a physical magazine in my hands. 
Not sure how they are doing opposed 2013. IGN is okay. They are kind of cookie cutter, but they are fine for initial interest, peeking to see if the game is broke is a broken piece of shit or not. Then I look at Steam reviews to make sure it's not a bunch of neckbeards mad that women are in the game, and then look at a sale. Right now, I'm playing Werewolf Apocalypse Earthblood, and I love it. It's unpolished and janky, but so fun. And if I want if I went completely by any uh, reviews, users or professionals, I wouldn't have known how fun it is meant. How fun it, I, it, it is to be a werewolf, echo terrorist killing uh, polluters. I'm werewolf Captain Planet. Oh, Lord. Three exclamation points. He's really excited for this. Also, I'm a good boy. Oh, yeah, because uh, dogs are good boys. Yeah, I used to dig rock, paper, shotgun, and X-Play as well. So Will D on Discord says, oh, the days of EGM, Game Pro, et al., uh, I agree with at Crucial Chase in the sense of necessity of professional game reviews versus user reviews. For me, the difference in the two reviews, much like most of social media, is the user's lack of responsibility and ownership of one's actions and words. 100% agree with you, Will mm-hmm. D. Mm-hmm. That said, I quickly became disinterested in any reviews that come from websites that also slide in political agendas or publish misinformation without retraction slash dis- disinformation. Unfortunately, I think the line between journalism and honest reviews has blurred with slanted agenda uh, pieces, so the the reader is left to figure out on which side of the line the article lies. Um, and and then Crystal Chase comes back with, and even less accountability on YouTube uh, for opinion versus fact. So uh, I'm going to throw this, this over to uh, Kev. What are your thoughts on... on um, uh, what has been said so far between uh, Crucial Chase and Will D um, around around um, reviews, especially ones you know who who uh, have an agenda besides you know saying if the game is good or not. I'm agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think both Crucial Chase and Will D are on point. I don't. I don't. I don't care about the political agenda all I care about is whether is is the opinion on whether or not the game is good or not could give f all about about who they voted for I don't care if they got if they got you know Biden is God or you know Donald Trump is my daddy posters and hats in I, I, I don't care I just want to know if the game that they are reviewing is good or not that's all I care about if I'm reading a review. I think another aspect, and this is why I'm more in I, I'm more apt to go and look for a what they call that uh um oh what's the term for it? Uh discussion free gameplay. I'd rather look at that. In fact, I prefer that if there's if I find out a game is coming out and I want to know if it's something that I like or not, I just want to see I just want to look at zero commentary gameplay. I don't I don't I don't I just want to look at the game for what it is. I don't want to have somebody talking in my ear telling me what what's good or not because what has happened is we have blurred the line between influencer and reviewer 
do we need to go back to the armchair mafia for for Cyberpunk 2077? All those people knew that the console version was a piece of shit. They all did. Did not mention the console version, even though many of them played the console version when they went to uh, CD Projekt Red and to check out the game. Didn't mention how how terrible it was. Why? Because they all got game chairs in 3080s. Didn't even mention the crappiness of the console version. So when when you when when I see that you've been flown out by a company, when I see that you have been uh, I, I I would say even to the point of you have been gifted a code, but I, I won't even say that anymore. I'm not going to be that I'm not going to be that stringent about it because that that has been an industry standard just about from day one. But when I find out that you've been flown out to to your your airfare has been paid for, when I find out that you've been given uh, the top of the line game chair, when I find out you've been gifted eighteen hundred dollar graphics card em- emblazoned with the logo of said game that you're that you're that you're going to give me your quote unquote honest review about, everything that comes out of your mouth in my mind is bullshit. Because you've been bought and paid for, either by either uh, a financial uh, transaction or by access. You will be paid in access. So that means the next big game that they come out, they're going to call you up and fly you out and buy you dinner and give you another uh, $1,600 GPU to give this glowing review about this uh, or preview about this game. So... Yeah, I'm 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 with I'm with Crucial and Will D on that. I'm I don't I I will go to a, I will hear what my friends have to say about a game first and I will look at commentary free gameplay. Other yeah. than that, I don't care what none of uh, what none of these these cats say because again, it's a financial transaction because most of these people are trying. No, they, nobody wants to be a reviewer anymore. They want to be an influencer, and that's fine. I get it. You know, top tier influencers make a million dollars. Some some of these people make a million dollars a year or more. I get that. You know, if I could figure out a way to do something like that and just and just and just yap on YouTube and and bring in a million dollars a year, I probably would. Mm-hmm. And also, and, and and by the way, that would mean that my opinion on everything would be bullshit too, because I'm being paid for it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, good for the goose, good for the gander. Yeah, I mean, people got to get their money. So, but but I I do agree uh, with you when you're talking about like no commenter reviews and stuff like that. I think that that would be really really good, and I I think it's a really good place to be at, and and. You know, I'm not saying that reviewers don't shouldn't get you know money for their reviews or get or get something, but but the whole aspect of 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 you know journalistic integrity, um, you you got to draw the line somewhere if you're if you're if you're being flown out to do stuff like that. It's like like I I'm I'm more okay with folks uh, reviewers who say this is exactly what happened, um, this is what was given to me. And or this was what was offered to me, and this and that. I think I think uh, transparency is one of the things that that 
is that people struggle with now because of um, uh, people want access to this stuff, you know, and 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 it's really hard to be transparent and have access for some people. And, and that's unfortunate. So. Yeah, well, the, the twin, the game, the game chair mafia was transparent. They yeah. said CD Projekt Red gave us this $1,800 GPU and mm-hmm. this $800 game chair, and they purposely did not disclose the crappiness of the console yeah, version. Yeah, exactly. Of and it's game. like, and it's like that's that's just bad form, you know, yeah. 100%. And 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 as journalists, you know, technically you should know better, but yeah, but. So uh, John BT on Discord says, I don't really look at reviews anymore, but I totally agree with Will D and the days of EGM and GamePro. I read all those reviews, but now I may look uh, for a bit of gameplay. So do I. I still pay attention to the general uh, direction of the wind, though, like how Cyberpunk was a disaster. It helps that I wait until at least day two to buy a game. That's good. And then Chase, which had was had a really good, you know, he, he was really, you know, re- really he was really touched and moved by this question. Uh, spoke up again and said, "I also like uh, like a, the the out of five uh, list and an out of ten. Uh, too many numbers. Like, what's the point of anything below five? What's the difference between a four or a two? Nothing. It's all shit. But there is a big difference between three three to five uh, and two to five. It's just more it's just more concise." But that said, I'd rather just list the pros and cons rather than a number. Also, I loved Cyberpunk on PC. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but it was. It was uh, a really fun. It, but it was a fun game. Uh, Will D chimed in and said, "I enjoyed Cyberpunk. I still can't believe they tried to put it on PS4 and Xbox One." To which John responded, "My brother-in-law brought it day one on base Xbox One. I saw. I saw home trying to play." It was sad. I played five hours on PS5. It was good, but I did, just didn't like first person with controller. I'd be I I'd, I'd be all in on PC though. And then um, on Twitter, uh, Devious Mr. Matt uh, at Devious Mr. Pat, Matt says, "Any more? Uh, Any more? I watch uh, streamers pay play a game to see if I would like the game or not." And help me decide if I'm on the fence for a game. I do that too, uh, Matt or Mr. Devious, Mr. Matt. I do that too. I I actually watch a gameplay uh, of a game. Uh, one of the game people that I watch is uh, Splattercat, and I watch him because he does a lot of indie games. And so I li- or I watch Co Carnage. I watch these people because they will actually show me what the game looks like, and especially with Co Carnage because he he is a much larger. Um, a much larger uh, figure and has a much better PC. I watch ACG as well. Um, he doesn't do streams though, but but I watch Co uh, because he actually has a really good PC and I can actually see what's going on. And he plays the game. He doesn't really give a lot of his uh, a lot of his feelings about the games. He just you know shows you the gameplay and then you can make your own decision. Whereas ACG actually you know goes into it. And I, and the reason why I like him is specifically is because he he feels like an old school journalist he feels like the type of person that's not going to get bought and paid for he feels you know he feels more genuine and and a lot of his um reviews and a lot of his takes are are i feel seated in reality and not seated just to get clicks and 
and I, I, I think it's it's very hard. It's very hard sometimes to to have a reviewer that is actually, you know, a quality reviewer. Um, and so it makes it a lot harder um, for for you to to look at reviews. You know, I'm definitely a person who 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 plays all kinds of garbage games. You know, because I want to I want to try it out. Um, but I do watch, I do watch reviews, but mainly again, it's just for the, it's just for the gameplay, uh, double F or, um, uh, <laughs> double F 2018, uh, at Fred French, Mr. Mustard 2017, well, Fred French at 20, uh, Fred, Fred at Fred French 2017 on Twitter says, now that I have grandkids, I use them as my, what games to play. See, that's smart. You know, you just you just pop out a couple reviewers and then you're golden, you know, <laughs> they keep me informed on what's hot slash new. I'm surprised you're not just stuck playing Fortnite all the time, but that I digress. <laughs> then I can sit down and watch slash play the game with them. It's a win-win quality time with the grandkids. And I'm learning to play some new games. See, that's, that's good. You know, if you have, if, if you're buying for someone else or you're buying for young ones, I think a lot of kids nowadays are, are, are a lot more uh, forgiving of of different uh games and and different um play modes and different genres of stuff and so they're able to get you in uh to a game or a franchise that you might not know you know so i think that falls squarely into the categories of 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 friends uh playing games and you play games so i've i have played see i wouldn't have played destiny if it wasn't for for joe you know, because I did not want to play it at all. Um, and then Joe started playing it. And because, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Joe, I was like, OK, I'll start playing it and I'll see what's up. You know, and then Kevin got into it and and it became, you know, really, really good. And so I got over my phobia, of, you know, first person, you know, games. And, and now I play them for the most part just fine. So, again, I, I think sticking to your friends and talking to them um, is a really fantastic way to um have a solid review because because if you do like buy a game on their suggestion and it sucks you can just beat them up but anyway um <laughs> joe um as someone who has been in this game for a very long time and i know that you bought egn and uh or egm and i know that you bought a lot of you know famitsu you know can't even can't even read japanese and you're buying these and you're buying these game mags you know to get reviews i guess i don't know how you did that but um, what are your um, thoughts, viewers? I bought Famitsu to look at the pictures, and that's when the web wasn't as apparent, and so I got a lot of good information from there and uh, learned a little Japanese at the same time as well. Yeah, so. no, I was saying it was really, it was really cool. Like you were, you were one of those people that was just like, you know, hey, I don't care, you know, if I can't, if I can't, you know, read read it, you know, I'm gonna look at the score and look at the pictures, and so. So you've been in this, you know, been been looking at reviews for a long time is a long way of me saying. So what are your thoughts about about reviews? Do you use them or or are or do you just kind of like buy the games that you want to play? Well, I kind of for consensus nowadays, you know, back in the day it was, you know, basically because the internet wasn't around, game magazines had a lot more importance on there and especially if you're a subscriber or someone that, you know, basically picked up every issue of a gaming magazine that came out on there you kind of got to know the writers and what their preferences and what games they like and what games they didn't like so sometimes you know if e-storm from game fans coming up and saying like you know cybermorph is like 100 you know 
day one, all that stuff, you know, I bought into the hype. Sometimes I got burnt. Yeah, I kind of realized, you know, hey, E-Storm, he might be just uh, really enthusiastic about certain genres and game types and that kind of thing. So, you know, and it's a point that you kind of know after a while who is the writer, what games they like, and what angles they take. You know, same thing nowadays with uh, certain streamers. You know, and even I got, God forbid, I go on message boards like Resetera and whatnot, and some users have post talking about a game, recommending a game, and going off and, you know, um, detailing everything as far as what they liked about it or what they didn't like about it. And kind of, I could take everything with a grain of salt there as well on there. Um, and, you know, certain websites I still kind of hold higher than other websites. You know, we. I go to Eurogamer a lot, and I like the fact that they review in a non-numeric score. They just basically have a rec recommended rating or a non-recommended rating, and that's how they do it. And then you let the words kind of speak for the review on there. But, uh, you know, other outlets, uh, I do still subscribe to magazines. I get um, the UK magazine Edge. And, uh, you know, they have a very stringent review uh, kind of guideline where they don't give out a lot of 10s, 9s, 8s, unless they really, truly mean it. And so you kind of take things with a grain of salt. If I see a game that gets a 6 or a 5 in Edge, I still might like it if it's in the genre I like, you know. So it just depends on the context of the game and uh, really the context of the reviewer as well. You know, I'm, I hate to say I don't want to call any particular reviewers out necessarily on there but you know like you know you get your typical you know you know upfront person i hate to mention paris again but you know you see people with you know a lot of promotional items you know uh, a gamer chair of some sort you know uh, you know greg miller and kind of funny and it's like eh, i don't know about all that business you know because they're there to get clicks and to keep food on the table for themselves, you know, so, you know, it just depends on the source on there. I more tend to like, like you, Des, um, more like indie streamers, you know, Splattercat, you mentioned uh, Gaijin Hunter, you know, with the whole mm -hmm. hunting genre and whatnot, you know, uh, Eris, ACG, you know, I'll take everything with a grain of salt and then, uh, I don't know if you two decide to do that, but I'll go and go to um, either Metacritic or the other website I go to a lot is OpenCritic, which is a, basically a non-paid website that is like a review aggregate website. So I get to kind of see what particular outlets are giving reviews for what and whatnot, you know, and, you know, mention like um, Tiny Pixel, you know, other websites like Push Square, you know, we also, you know, Dual Shockers. And there's a number of sites out there that basically are not really and truly like they're independent. You know, they're doing this for the love of it and not for the dollars and cents of it, you know, on there. And I kind of appreciate, you know, the enthusiasm as well. So, yeah. Yeah, another one that I like is a noisy pixel. So it's like oh, that's why I meant noisy pixel. Oh. I said tiny oh. pixel. So yeah. oh, no problem. But um, but yeah, these are all you know places that for you know that are out there just trying to you know let folks know what they what what's out there. 
you know, yeah. and, I, and I and I really like that, you know, and that's why I, another thing that I really like is uh, previews of games. I think I think people who do or uh, shows that do or people who do previews is a really good way to get word of mouth out there. That way you can um, you can look at these games and then, and then decide if you if that's for you or not. You know, I, I think as long as we're able to keep keep our 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 wits about us and let us know that hey you know these are just opinions you know these are just opinions and everyone has them you know and they all smell like poop so as long as we remember that um and don't you know start fighting each other over over this stuff you know yeah and i think kevin just to kind of flash it back to kevin what what he was saying is like you know you know these reviewers sometimes have access and we have to we have to be aware of that you know they have access and sometimes that access grants you know there's this another place that i that i that i go to called um uh fet life and they are really good at um uh letting you know uh you know when as when a video was sponsored and and they're pretty good at letting you know like if if this is something that you should try or, or if you shouldn't so so you just got to be be able to realize that hey you know these people you know they 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 live and die off this access you know yeah and that's not a good yeah. or a bad thing it's just when they start you know using it for 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 bad we just got to call them on it so. yeah. yeah i mean yeah. it's it's been kind of noted i mean acg always is up front uh stating that he does not he purchases everything himself. He uh, gives away gives codes away. if they're provided to them. I know EGM back in the day, they basically, even if the game companies wanted to fly them out to places, they paid everything with the, their publisher's um, dime, basically. They did not get any money up front. They had edit, editorial, like, you know, basically integrity enough to where they didn't want to take anyone's money on there you know there's like a one noted case back in the day with the print magazine psx extreme where there's this game that was just a portal runner that was getting just getting bombed everywhere but they paid a considerable amount of advertising with this magazine and this is like a smaller independent magazine back in mm -hmm. the day i mean this is like ps1 magazine psx extreme on there and uh they gave the game like a 99% then they had like a back cover ad <laughs> for the damn game and yeah, you kind of you kind of feel bad because you know there's a story from one of the XCGM um, editors saying that they got called from 3DO and they would get banned basically and yelled at by their PR because of the you know fact uh, of that and no Trip Hawkins actually the the president of 3DO came and said their goal um, as editorial for gaming magazines is to advertise games coming out for the publishers versus giving the information out to the readers as far as yeah. if the game's supposed mm -hmm. to be uh, good or not. They're out there to basically promote the industry and uh, give publishers, you know, a leg up as far as their audience and whatnot. So, well, I mean, the like, only reason that Giant Bomb exists was because of uh, a GameSpot giving Jeff the the boot because he gave a poor review to what was that it it wasn't Kane uh, and Lynch Kane, yeah Kane, Kane and Lynch yep. <laughs> you know and and that publisher had paid a crap ton of money to GameSpot 
and bought all kinds of ad revenue space on their website, you know, so, you know, Phil ain't flying just anybody out for steak dinners in LA during E3 season. And these big publishers ain't just find just anybody out to, to check out their game. Now, Des, you mentioned something about, uh, you know, previews and I had my opinion on a game changed uh, from a preview done by uh, Eric's Gaming for yeah. Wild Hearts, mm-hmm. um, I watched his video, and he just he was describing his ten hours time, hands on playing the game, and it was just him playing the game. Uh, he was talking about the things that, that he liked and the things that he noticed that probably needs a little bit of work. But my opinion of the game changed because I was able to see, have a clearer perspective on what these little builder ramps were going to do. And you're not just, you know, playing, doing, adding a Fortnite element to Monster Hunter. It's some of these ramps can be our traps. Some of them are, uh, you can can lead a a monster to one. And it's like there was one that was like a catapult that the monster crashed into it, it gets smacked upside the head by this giant by this giant boulder. It, it was stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it did a much better job than the initial trailer for Wild Heart. So uh, I'm interested in the game because, you know, thanks to Eric's uh, preview and extended gameplay video, I got a much clearer idea of what the vision for this game is supposed to be yeah and has thus made my you know my interest has gone from i ain't buying this to okay i need to check this out so yeah and that's great it can't be done the right way yeah exactly it's got to be done the right way and i think that's just you know what what we have to be as as consumers we just have to be very like aware of that well, heads up to EA and uh, Koei Tecmo for giving them early access to and to be able to hey, give these streamers the ability to be able to make a long video talking about the game and so far because it builds up fandom for the game as well. So yeah. kudos yeah. to the publisher as well. I mean, you get some publishers out there that don't, doesn't want to share anything because they're afraid of negative coverage. <laughs> so No, you just got to do the best you can and put it out there. That's my thing. Yeah, and, and I think EA needed to do this with this game because yeah. I, I could not have been the only one saying this is just Monster Hunter with Fortnite elements in it. No, and I, I think I, you I can't. I couldn't be the only yeah, person Yeah, I think you weren't. That. You know, you know, it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? You know, no, I think you definitely were. So, so yeah, uh, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to uh, respond. Uh, we really enjoy having conversations like this, and we're even it's even better when you're up, well, when when the listeners are involved. So, so for the question for uh, 186 or our next episode is, as we know, voice acting is a big part of video games. Let us know let us know who who some of uh, your favorite video game voice actors and actresses are. And we'll discuss them on our next show. And and again, even though we said, you know, uh, video game voice actors, they can, be, they can be any voice actors, really, because there are so many people who who basically do both because, like, there's a lot of cross-play and stuff. So, yeah, definitely let us know, you know like, who your favorite voice actors are. Because um, I know there's someone, you know, 
that's when you talk to you're just kind of like oh i remember that person or oh you know that person so but yeah let us know uh because we can definitely talk about it and with that i'm done and that means it is time for the jabroni gaming news all right thank you desmond is that long enough pause ha <laughs> ha <laughs> yes fantastic right. thank you buddy okay hold on let me cue that in one more time you've been watching she hulk right (laughs) yep yep yeah Mm. all right thank you des all right so let's go and get started here um first thing i want to talk about is kind of circle back to uh our last topic from last episode 180 on there where we talked about Gotham Knights, the upcoming um, Batman family game coming out from Warner Brothers Interactive on there. So, yeah, there was some news busting out this past week about the game. One kind of controversial and the other one kind of enthused about it. So we'll get the controversial aspect out of it first. So they made a statement basically saying that Gotham Knights will not have any performance options on consoles in this meaning PS5 or Xbox Series X or S and it is running at 30 frames per second. The executive producer claims the decision is due to the quote unquote types of features we have in our game on here. So that's what they're stating. Uh, um, and this is the full quote due to the types of features we have in our game like providing a fully untethered co-op experience in a highly detailed open world it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher FPS for this reason our game does not have a performance quality toggle option will run at, run at 30 frames per second on consoles so huh. so you know they recently canceled the ps4 and xbox one's versions of this game to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience they might have canceled it because it might have came out like at 10 frames a second after all and said and (laughs) probably is what happened you ain't lying they probably knew that hey we had to shine this thing up and get it performing on there so but uh you know, uh, there's good impressions out there right now for the game in the community for previews and whatnot. There's websites giving, you know, some options on it. You know, there's some varying degrees of, you know, opinion. Of course, you know, I'm not going by the GameStop clerk's opinion, like I mentioned last episode. But <laughs> uh, we'll have to see what happens on this. But, you know, uh, obviously, if you own a PC and have a good enough uh, GPU, uh, you could run this thing at a higher frame rate than 30 frames a second to your heart's content. So, I mean, keep that in mind. I know Wario 64 noted deal extraordinaire, uh, basically sent out a, uh, tweet with the, uh, part of the trailer that said unlock frame rate on there and put a link to the PC version <laughs> in his post on there. So if you definitely want to play this at the super to greatest and have a GPU worthy of snuff that you could play this beyond 30 frames a second on pc so and i'm really thinking too that maybe some point um especially if they keep iterating on the game maybe they'll go back and add this if the belly aching is enough but we did see some opinions out there players saying i ain't gonna take the i'm canceling this pre-order 30 frames blah 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 i need 60 or blah 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 
So I'm going to kick this over to you, Kev. What's your opinion on the uh, whole being left at 30 frames on this game? Um, I can understand the black, the backlash. And here's and I didn't know this until I was uh, listening to uh, is I believe it's called oh, What's Up PlayStation with uh, Jay Barry and Persona Gaming. Uh, so shout outs to them. They were quoting a source and I can't remember uh, which source it was. This game plays at 60 frames per second on PC on hardware that's below the PS5 and the Series X. The PC version. 60 frames per second on hardware that is below the current gen console specs. So if that's possible, why can't the PS5 and the Series X play six, play this at 60 frames per, cent, per second? Probably don't want to optimize as the problem, so... I don't understand. I, I, I that and then when I found when I heard that, and I'm 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 attributing I'm attributing it to uh, what a PlayStation. If if I'm incorrect, I apologize. But I, I they were saying that the 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 specs, the minimum specs for this game, will play this game at sixty frames per second, and those minimum specs are below PS5 and Series X. So why are we, why are our console folks locked at 60 frames? I understand it. And if that is indeed the case, I don't really blame folks for canceling their pre-order. I don't. I mean, I wasn't going to get it because I, a lot of the stuff, you know, I'm not really seeing uh, the... I mean, I'll be honest. I want another. I want another Arkham game, and it doesn't look like this is going to be an Arkham style game. It, it, it just doesn't look like that's that's what they're going for, and that's fine. But if you're going to if you're going to tell me that the that that you can do this for lower spec PCs that are less powerful than the current gen consoles on the market today, it doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. If I'm that is buy it. the case, if that I'm, is indeed the case, I'm still so gonna I understand buy it. the backlash. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Kev. Like, I'm still gonna buy it, but like, damn, I, I, I think it's probably gonna be patched. You know, I, I, I think it's gonna be patched. I think folks are just gonna have, you know, they don't want to do it right then and there. But I do think that it's gonna be. I think we're gonna. Well, everything has a day one patch, so I, I think they're gonna patch it. You know, I think they needed to keep going for their for their um, for their release date. And if they and if they optimized it, they were going to have to miss their release date. So I think I think that's what's going to happen. And they're just going to be like, OK, we can just catch it on the, you know, on the way back and keep going with it. Yeah, that's what I think. Differing opinions. Uh, there's one opinion on Twitter's um, from another developer, not the developer that's making this game, but. Uh, he stated basically dev teams should always be free to make their game their way and the players should be free to decide if the game if that's the game they want to play and can do so by simply not buying it if it's not what they want to assume that just because you're paid your money you're entitled to any level of abuse is wrong and needs to stop so he's talking about like you know that the uh, developers of this game was getting lambasted in 
uh, social media on there and harassed basically because of it. And of course, other people come back and said, you know, you can't defend this. This was uh, announced right before launch. A lot of people already decided to, you know, full pay on the game. They can't get their money back, so on and so forth. So, you know, wah, wah, wah. So, no, I totally understand it, you know, and, and they're definitely within their rights to do that, you know, yeah. uh, within their rights to be angry. But at the same time, you know, this is, they have the option to like cancel those pre-orders or, or do whatever, you know, they want yeah. with it. Uh, another user had an opinion saying the minimum requirement on PC uh, for this game is a 1660 Ti, which say will run the game at the uh, 1080p, 60 frames at, on low settings. The GPU and the consoles are a lot better than a 1660 so, Ti. Yeah. So, yeah. So. They should be able to at least match that, at least add an uncapped VRR option. Kind of unfortunate. So there you go. <laughs> there yeah, you yeah. go i knew i heard it i i heard it from somewhere and if my if if where i heard the, that information from it was incorrect that's still an issue yeah but... PC at lower specs than the current gen console can run this at 60 frames per second I they probably they probably wanted to keep it at 4k or 188 1800p or whatever res it's actually running on and not do a 1080p version for consoles with a higher frame rate. So and they made the decision whether that's good or bad. The decision, we'll see. Um, I think coming forward, moving forward, is that um, some companies, especially working with new tech like Unreal Engine 5, are going to be releasing you know games in 30 frames a second with a lot more graphical bells and whistles, of course on there uh you know this game started as a cross-gen project you know obviously they canceled the cross-gen the prior gen versions on there so we'll have to see how everything comes out and take it from there now another thing they did announce as i referenced uh, earlier at the beginning is that they announced that they're going to have a four-player co-op mode they're going to be going to be adding after launch on there so they're um, doing a four-player co-op heroic assault mode on there which will be out on november 29th on there right now gotham knights is a two-player co-op game so you could pick between batgirl nightwing uh, robin and red hood on there but this uh, new game mode is basically going to be a kind of like a horde mode on there in arena type environment uh, you'll have s specific objectives to complete and enemies to defeat uh, there's going to be 30 floors that you have to clear on there so you know if it sounds like a horde mode guess what it's a horde mode it is a horde mode so um and it kind of got my enthusiasm a little, little bit more especially if i do like the game and i'm planning on you know i think when me and desmond both pick this up i think it might be good you know feedback for the show and for our listeners if we play it immediately at launch not just sit on it like other games <laughs> that we buy you know we'll kind of let everyone know and maybe our opinions might change your opinion, Kev. You know, who knows? Maybe this game will be cheaper Black Friday. And uh, if yeah, I do get it, uh, it would probably be a Black Friday get. Yeah, it'd probably be a better. Oh, but but wait a minute! Didn't the developer just say that simply dialing down the resolution wouldn't af would not affect the the? They'd have to do more. It couldn't just get get the sixty frames just by dialing down the resolution. Yeah, the, and the fact. So the fact that this thing is running at sixty frames per second on PC hardware that's less powerful that just 
That's that 1080p just basically, though. So I have to take a look. To see. But still, that that just makes his statement just a straight up lie. Because that is what they did with those lower with those lower spec PCs. They dial it down to 1080p and it and it cranks out it's, it cranks out 60 frames. Yeah, I think they just again, I think it's a thing that they, they just didn't want to optimize it. You know, I really believe that they didn't want to optimize it, like I said before, because they would have missed their window. And they're gonna send out a um an update and and it'll be like, you know, oh, you know, sixty frames a second, ten eighty p, you know, or whatever, and and yeah. everything will be happy and you know, people will be so like, you we'll, know, we'll just we'll just lie. <laughs> we'll just lie instead. Man. Oh, I mean, I, I, get, know, I, get, like, I, mean, I mean, again, it's more like we just don't want to optimize this thing. They're not going to go out and well, say the truth. So, no, I mean, they lied. They should have just said, well, they should have maybe just not said anything. Maybe yeah. that, that would have been. That's true. probably the best thing. They just, just said, you know, if you're going to lie, lie by omission, then by commission, I guess. If they would have just kept mm-hmm. quiet about it, I mean, I, I mean, again, I really wasn't all that interested in this game because it was not really any skin off my nose, but just hearing that and hearing the facts of the PC situation proving that their statement about the frames on consoles is just a straight up lie. It, it's just weird. People, these companies just need to shut up. Mm-hmm. Every every PR company that works for these developers and publishers, the first thing the first thing when they get on board, they just send an email to everybody and just say shut up, just don't say nothing, <laughs> and work from there. Just don't say nothing. We'll handle it. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next news item is about a game coming out. In the next couple of weeks, Bayonetta 3, uh, there was some big controversy that happened. Uh, this happened basically on Twitter. So uh, the main voice actress for Bayonetta herself, uh, Helena Taylor, went and did a couple of short videos and posted them on Twitter, um, basically stating that she is not part of Bayonetta 3 because of the fact that she was offered after negotiation only the sum of four thousand dollars, you know, U.S. dollars, to return to the voice acting role of Bayonetta on there. So, in her video, she did comment uh, that, you know, basically she was replaced by veteran voice actress Jennifer Hale, and um, basically stated that she is asking for everyone out there to boycott the game and instead use the money that they plan on buying Bayonetta 3 and use the money to donate to a charity of their choice on here. And, and you know, obviously, uh, the back and forth on there uh she went on to claim that her concern of being out of work caused her to suffer anxiety depression and suicidal thoughts on here of course uh, hideki kamaya you know noted producer at platinum games uh, came on twitter and basically stated in a tweet sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth that's all i could tell you now by the way beware of my rules so <laughs> if you don't know kayama uh, Kamiya uh, basically um, is a noted Twitter user. He loves Twitter. 
but he bans everyone left and right because he does not want anyone to tweet at him other than in Japanese. And so, so it's kind of almost like a uh, haha joke about uh, Kamiya and his uh, Twitter usage and whatnot because he's just banned and banning people left and right. And so, after this came out and after he voiced his opinion and said, you know, basically felt that it was untrue he kept banning people left and right and enough so that his twitter account got suspended because of all the activity that was going on with it damn (laughs) and earlier today went in and he actually deleted his twitter account and he loved using twitter so his twitter account is gone so Mm. you know so uh, a lot of people you know obviously saying how come you offered this voice actress only $4,000, so on and so forth. You know, there's been a lot of back and forth with voice actors in the gaming community at large. I know they wanted to try to unionize because you know, they are, quote-unquote, getting the short end of the stick. You know, uh, she noted that she has seven and a half years of formal training. She went to school, you know, and so on and so forth. And that it's insulting the offer her that amount of sum for her, you know, talents on there. So, you know, I, obviously I don't think she's returning to voice Bayonetta anytime soon. So Mm-mm. probably not. And a lot of people saying like, you know, they're really supportive of her and uh, saying that Bayonetta would be nothing without you on there. So, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to see how this kind of, is raised whether it's a platinum issue you know a lot of people are throwing shade on nintendo but i don't know what nintendo really has to do with this in the scheme of things you know this is a platinum produced game that nintendo was publishing so i don't know uh, if there's something where you would blame nintendo for only offering her four thousand dollars and who knows what jennifer hill is receiving um for her voice acting um role in bayonetta as well so any thoughts on this guys Mm, no although i think it's kind of sad that uh it happened like this you know but that's i mean that's that's negotiating of the contract yeah i i I, I mean they they chose to pay her this much and they said no and they went with someone else like i don't it it really sucks, you know, that, you know that 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 happened, you know, that way, or that she feels that she's being, you know, uh, she feels that she, her her contributions are not are not being, um, uh, I don't want to say funded, but but given given more, you know, money for, um, but but unfortunately, that's kind of how it is. Um, is if, this gonna if they want basic? Is it gonna steer your um, purchase of Bayonetta three at all, or? Um, I wasn't probably gonna buy it um, to begin with, unfortunately, uh, only because I I played the first one and I have not played the second one. So it, if I was going to pick it up, it was going to be on a sale anyway. So so I, it was not. I didn't have a dog in this race. So um, so for me, it was never really. Uh, an issue although i do think that if there is a if there is a problem and people need to you know um talk to um 
I don't know. They, they they need to see how they can make it more accessible or or, or create some kind of uh, uh, if they don't already have one, like a SAG for voice actors or something. That way they can they can um, talk about the different different uh, pay scales and and whatnot. You know, because if she feels that that's not acceptable, well then. You know, she needs to broker a, a better deal. Same thing with with anyone who's who, who's working working as a um, as a hired actor. You know, so so. I mean, she's but she's well within her rights to to tell us to boycott. This is where we are well within our rights to say yes or no or to do that. So, you know. How about you, Kev? Yeah, I'm still buying the game. Um, I guess my question is. Um, why why is she waiting now when the game is literally days away from release to mention this i would assume that she, you know she knew what her pay was going to be months earlier oh yeah it's already done this is yeah i mean because the game has gone gold and it's all in it the work has already been done so i wonder was this part of an NDA that they she could not talk about the terms of what was offered to her beforehand? Nah. Why I, wait if if that no. wasn't the case? Then why to, wait to, to now? hurt the sales? You know, and, that's, and that's that's what that's it is. But that's what that's the problem I'm having with it. Yeah. Why wait till now? It's to hurt the sales of the game. Like this, her contract and everything, and all those lines have been recorded already. Like the game is already going to be shipped. So all this, all this was already in the in the in the done. Like it's 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 already done and 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 in the past now. This is this is completely separate. You know. You know. It, uh, one thing I I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Right. Uh, one thing that she. she was asked prior and she wasn't able to say what people asking her on Twitter, whether she could, whether she was reprising her roles, Bayonetta. And she basically says she's not at liberty to say basically. Oh, so, so then there probably was some kind of an, an, an NDA, but it just makes, it just doesn't make any sense though. It might know, be like, the NDA might've just ran out, probably waited uh, until the NDA ran out and did these videos and posted it up on Twitter. Yeah. That's my best guess. So, yeah. Okay. You know, then that would be the only thing that makes sense for her waiting this long. Yeah. Um. And, and but uh, you know, again, if that wasn't the case, then this is just bitter beer face on her part. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that indeed was the case before then. I mean, either way, I'm still buying the game. Um. I, you know. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't live my, my life in SJW mode 24 seven. I, I, I can't, I I've tried and <laughs> it's, it's a miserable existence because you can't enjoy anything fun because everything that you buy has something absolutely terrible attached to it, you know, uh, to one degree or another. And you know, bravo to those who are who are boycotting this, but this is a game I want to play. Uh, and apparently, from what I've seen on Twitter, Amazon, a couple of other retailers are sold out of the of their first run of the game or their first deliveries of the game. So, 
this may not be getting the desired effect <laughs> that uh, she's hoping for. You know, uh, again, and, and I also have to question, you know, when they say, I, I don't think, you know, and maybe this is just me being a jerk because I, I don't understand the game development process at all. I'm not in the industry, so I'm probably just talking out of my tuchus. When people say, well, without your acting, Bayonetta wouldn't exist. I disagree because at the time Bayonetta was the was arguably the best fast action 3D action game available at the time. I don't think a game like this had the same now I think you could probably say the same about the people that have voiced Kratos, but Kratos has a much bigger uh general appeal you know i would i i would gather that more people know who kratos is than bayonetta uh for those who are in the game world and the because of that the voice actors that have played the role of kratos made the character i don't know if the same could be said for bayonetta simply because of the number of people uh, or, or the 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 fan base of that. Now, granted, they have sold their uh, you know a couple of retailers have said they've sold out of the game, so uh, maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong on that. But uh, you know, I don't know. I think if a different voice actress would have taken the role, it still would have been a fantastic game because just because of the mechanics employed. Yeah, and impressions of Bayonetta 3 right now are very good from outlets that have been allowed to preview the game on here. Uh, one thing I found interesting, I want to mention just briefly, is that um, Platinum is actually bringing a, a feature from Scalebound into Bayonetta 3. In yeah, fact, I heard a lot that. of the <laughs> uh, developers of Scalebound was working on Bayonetta 3 itself. There's a... Uh, feature called Demon Slave on here, and it's replacing uh, both the uh, Climax Summon and the Umbran Climax of previous games. It allows you to have direct control over the beasts you can summon into action. On here, uh, there's a magic meter that's filled up through pulling off combos, and when the beast is summoned, it depletes all the um, quicker if you spam attacks, but if you get a good rhythm, you're able to get a longer um meter and basically and be able to bring this beast out and control the beast then from there with these demon slaves you could call on and battle you know, on there so so i'm really curious to take a look at the summons and of course there's another character you could play in the game called viola which is a supporting character and uh they Eurogamer states in their preview that kind of reminds them of playing raiden in metal gear rising revengeance actually so with the rhythm on there so i think that probably got your eyebrows perked up a little bit kev so yeah yeah so i i was definitely buying this game anyway so i'm definitely interested in seeing how and seeing how this uh plays out i'm just wondering how the switch is going to handle all that well push comes to shove i mean 
the people out there could probably play it on uh, PC. on their Steam Decks on PC using those wonderful emulators. So, so I know a lot of people play Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which kind of chugs a little bit on the Switch. Uh, using Yuzu, I believe is the name of the emulator on uh, PC uh, on there. And uh, I know a lot of people use it on Steam Deck. So, you know, maybe if I get a chance and get a wild hair up my tuckus, I could actually boot up Yuzu and see how it is. You know, since I am actually buying these games, I might as well go ahead and <laughs> see if they work better in the emulator. Who knows? So, all right. And then other news that kind of, Kind of, I raised my eyebrow a bit. There is a new Dungeons and Dragons game in development. So a quote-unquote triple A Unreal Engine 5 uh, Dungeons and Dragons game is in development. And it's in the works from Invoke Studios, the rebranded developer of Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, formerly known as 2K Games. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, from the I'm already thing, out. <laughs> From the developers of the <sighs> Dark Alliance. <laughs> they mean, actually okay. hired a um, director. It's being led by Dominic Guai, a 20-year veteran of Ubisoft who worked on Splinter Cell before rising to become a senior producer of Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2. So. Mm, that ain't helping. <laughs> so they announced the new project this week with only a few details that will have a triple A scope and to develop on the Unreal 5 engine. They are currently working with 80 people on the project and they'll ramp them up to 200 employees by 2025 on there. So, so in a quote, well, gives them some time. Yeah, we have the largest and most popular brand of fantasy role-playing games in Dungeons & Dragons. Such a brand with 50 years of history behind it inspires developers and gives us enormous creative freedom. Our focus is on high-quality AAA games and we'll have the means to achieve our ends. So, mm-hmm. yeah, from the developers of D&D Dark Alliance. So, yeah. Wow. Um <laughs> Sounds like we ain't gonna see hide nor hair of this maybe till 2027. <laughs> and hopefully they can make it good. Yeah, keep it in the mm. oven. I don't know, man. Yeah. But uh, yikes! Hopefully, uh, whoever did Dark Alliance, because you know that game didn't get patched that much, because it kind of uh, it, it sank like a like a stone turd basically. So yeah, can you even flush it? Still, I think it's still on Games Pass as we speak. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can only you can polish a turd only so much because it's still a turd at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. All right, and then other news, hot news. Comcast has pulled the plug on G4 TV on here, so say it ain't so. But uh, they tried it for a little bit over a year. They tried to bring back G4 and have all the shows, including Attack of the Show, X Play. Uh, other items on there uh, focusing on gaming TV, but uh, Comcast just had enough and they pulled the plug. In fact, a lot of the people that uh, worked at G4 found out through the article. Oh, today. So see, they that's, that's always messed that's up. so wrong. That is yep. wow. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, deuces. Yeah. So I don't know what Austin Creed's going to do now. I think, uh, you know. I he had his own gaming channel. So he's, yeah. he's fine. Plus, yeah, he's a wrestler. He ain't, he ain't worried. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. His contract is still going at WWE, so he's good. Yeah. I don't know who else. I mean, uh, Adam Sessler, whoever else is involved. I didn't bother to watch G4. I didn't really give a... No, well, no, they can blame Frost for this because she couldn't just... She, she not only couldn't keep her politics out of the corporate channels, the corporate social media channels... She also spilled the beans that they don't do their own reviews. Yeah. And that that was just that was just, you know, you might that's like stabbing Dracula with a garlic garlic cord steak wrapped in a crucifix. You know, you it's it's just it's just the death knell. And she started she was the big domino that knocked everything down. Yeah, I know the parent company Spec Accor uh, through Comcast basically was trying to launch this. So they have a lot of sporting uh, investments, including you know the owning the Philadelphia Flyers of the NHL on there, and uh, they were trying to make inroads to that vaunted esports money on there. But obviously, they found out that it wasn't making money they were losing money and so therefore you know you know obviously if they can't get get what they want out of the equation they're just going to cut the cord yeah business is business yeah but everyone is fired immediately on their Jeez. yeah so basically it's cut cut the cord so uh, our, according to the uh, chairman CEO, our viewership is low, and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. So <laughs> they 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 shot themselves not only in the foot, they shot themselves in the head because too many people just couldn't shut up and just focus on games. You know, I mean, Adam Sessler was tweeting from the corporate account that he that he hopes his Trump supporting family members die of cancer yikes from the corporate account yikes you know it's like yo (laughs) i'm like regardless of your political viewpoint i don't care tweet that from your own from your own unrelated personal media don't use the corporate the corporate accounts to do this type of shit. Yeah, I mean, don't nobody care anyway about your political views. They just want to they they thought they were getting your opinion on what you thought about upcoming games and getting hands-on on upcoming games and your reviews on games that have been released and then Frost comes out and says that they read from a script and that the person who's talking about the game may not have actually played the game. <laughs> so, there you yeah, go. Just, they kind of knew. You know, and then, yeah. I have one last news story. Of course, you know, this is the time of year, October. You know, fall, weather, pumpkin spice, everything. And Call of Duty. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is teaming up with Little Caesars Pizza this time. Of Woo-hoo! course, you know, Little Caesars and Mountain Dew <laughs> on here. So 
Starting tomorrow on October 17th. That's a 17th. diarrhea combination if I've ever heard one. And guess what? If you're in the ha- if you're hankering for some pizza, they have a Call of Duty combo, which includes large slices and sticks pizza, which is half classic pepperoni, half Italian cheese bread. So you got a pizza full of half pepperoni pizza, half um, cheesy garlic bread. Yum yum. Uh, some crazy sauce, and a 20 ounce Mountain Dew for 7.99. Mm. Uh, receipts will s- feature unique codes for double XP in addition to a in-game emblem, player card, and a weapon charm in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, the codes will also give you a chance to win a customized PlayStation 5 controllers and other items. So uh, this is a statement. We know that Dew Nation and the gaming community are on the edge of their seats with anticipation for the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Joining forces with our partners at Little Caesars gives us the opportunity to up the ante for fans by creating a meal combo that's designed to elevate their gaming experience. <laughs> yeah, you'll be so hyped up on sodium and nitrates. You can do those those, those 18-hour binges in multiplayer, okay? So, so, yet again. With one of the worst pizza companies in the world. So, when are we going to be doing this, Joe? When I come by next, we can just go and. Hey, when I come down, you know, you know, if you if you go get Modern Warfare Two from both me and you, buddy, we'll. No, uh, you you buy the games. I buy the pizza. game, Joe. You you played that beta way too much. You were having too much fun with that. You may not. You're probably not going to buy it day one, but at w- one of these shows, probably post uh, uh, Black Friday, you're going to be talking about how you're you you're playing multiplayer and modern warfare uh, i have recognized that fact i enjoy playing the beta <laughs> but i have done done the cheap gaming option and what i what i did i went out and i purchased a quote-unquote gaming turd that has been shined up and well, i'm gonna test it out and see i have purchased battlefield 2042 and i'm gonna check it go. out in all its splendor i spent an exact Eleven dollars and got a steel book with it, and so we'll see. But you still buying Modern Warfare, bro? Uh, you still buying it? Uh, maybe Santa will bring it for Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know about maybe, all maybe, that. Uh, maybe someone that's listening to this very podcast right now will stuff that steel book line mm. along Bacon with a slice or two books. of pizza and some Mountain Dew. <laughs> Maybe, right a, into my maybe sock. a coupon. A coupon? Maybe get you a coupon. But, you know, for those of you out there listening that are going to play uh, Modern Warfare 2, have at it. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know that we were, we were like pizza pizza spokesmen like now i want to now i want to get my, now i want pizza 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 to give us some money yeah i want my i'm on my i'm on my, my, my pay me yeah i want my i want my bacon stuffed crust pizza or whatever oh you want me to read i can reach out you know we never know you know we'll let them know hey gaming vessels is part of Dune nation hey, there you go there you go, nation. Game nation. we will be glad to uh sponsor. give us some pizza pizza yeah, yes. give me a free copy of the game. Well, that way we could all give our honest opinions. I'd rather have the pizza. I might have shot that opportunity in the foot. <laughs> oh, they don't listen. The they don't listen. They don't know. 
Mather. Don't matter. Don't matter. I'm just going <laughs> to let them know of our outreach to our uh, yes. many listeners. And we're talking all we about this. influencers. Yes. Yeah, slices and sticks pizza. I know Paris is, get, is he's getting all the free pizza and all Modern Warfare 2 on yeah, the time. They can fly us out to the Pizza Pizza headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Never know. Nitrate, uh, you know. Nitrate. Worst case scenario, we could play on an Xbox Games Pass next year. There you go. Once the merger is complete, once they stop bickering back and forth. You know, there you go. Jim Ryan's fighting for gamer's honor as we speak. So. Thank you, Jim Ryan. Thank you, Jim Ryan. That's all for the news. <laughs> and uh, also, too, I'll add uh, game night. We didn't have a good game night last time. Well, we did. We didn't have a game night. We you know, basically... Uh, Everyone was busy. I hung around in the Discord server for like about half an hour. And of course, Chase and both John BT commented that they couldn't make it. They're, you know, either occupied or worn out from work. But we will fight the good fight again. Our game nights are on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we've been wanting to get some racing action. And so, like I mentioned last episode, uh, Got Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remastered on the cheap, three bucks on PSN. Uh, we also wanted to see if uh, people were up to maybe playing some Wreckfest, which was a prior, prior PlayStation Plus game in the months prior. I believe it's also on PS Plus Extra. So definitely, if you're interested in joining us, join our Discord, uh, which Kevin will give you uh, some deets in a second here. We might even play some Hot Wheels. You never know on there, but. Uh, Definitely join us for some hot gaming action, quote unquote. So, and Kevin, why don't you go ahead and give the fine listeners deets on the Discord and other stuff? Alrighty. So, if you've dug what you've heard here, you want to interact with us. You want to you want to reach out. You've heard something you want to respond to, or even you yourself would like to be on the show. Get your opinions of the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners. You want us to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Also, we have a neat little community that we're building over up on Discord. You hit us up on our Twitter page at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Check us out. Hit the link through our Discord server. There you will find a community of like-minded folks. When I say like-minded folks, just people that like discussing and talking about games varying opinions on varying subjects in the within the gaming industry and the gaming world but you get all that uh diversity of opinion and none of the toxicity that seems to come with the much larger uh social media platforms out there so if you just want to talk about games but could do without uh the legitimacy of your birth being brought into question hey hit us up on discord join our community I think you'll have a really fun time. We have a lot of discussion. We post news on the daily and uh, a lot of good, a lot of cool, neat stuff going on. We're trying to build, build up uh, that, build that up uh, our, our own little slice of uh, game of gaming community going on at the gaming vessels uh, discord server. So, folks, that's going to bring episode 185 to a close. I want to thank you for rocking out with us. Uh, special shout-outs to those who took part in our main event. Big thanks to Crucial Chase, Will D, 
John BT and uh, Devious Mr. Matt and Double F Mr. Fred French himself. A big shout out to you all. Because like I say, without our listeners, without uh, those folks that interact with us, not only on uh, our Discord server, but on Twitter as well, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, Mountain Dew, y'all. <laughs> no. As we're saying, we'll be back next week, episode 186 for your ears. Peace. Do Nation. Do it.